My podcast this week is with the CEO of Chester Zoo, Jamie Christen. And what he has to tell us is amazing. 1.6 million each month is needed to keep that zoo going. Find out what he says about the government and find out about the exciting plans for the future of Chester Zoo. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really pleased to do this interview with the new CEO of Chester Zoo, uh, Jamie Christen, because I really want to talk about Chester Zoo. It's been important in my life growing up. It is magnificent. It's one of the greatest zoos in the world. And we've got Jamie with us. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Congratulations on your new job. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's great to be in post. You know, I've been in at Chester Zoo for the last eight years as Chief Operation Officer. So, um, but this is, um, you know, to, to, to be in charge of such an institution as you just described it there is uh, probably the, the, definitely the pinnacle of my career. Um, and I hope really to be able to do as much as I possibly can over the next uh, few years to make Chester Zoo even better than it is at the moment. Jamie, what's amazing is running a business, CEO of a business is great, but this is a this is a whole new ball game, isn't it, as a business? You're talking, what, 40, no, 30,000 animals. It's a different world, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a unique job. Uh, you know, I can be in meetings talking about uh, national minimum wage and I go into the next meeting talking about gorillas <laughs> and then the next meeting I'm talking about um, publicity around a new baby giraffe uh, and to be able to walk around 128 acres of fantastic parkland here at zoo you know especially during covid when a lockdown has meant you can't go very far i've, I've got this sort of like uh, uh, large garden outside my office which allows me to go and look at the 30,000 animals of 517 species and to meet some really fantastic staff that we've got here at chester so it is definitely a unique role it's lots of people say oh you've got the best job in the world I think maybe I have. Um, you know, I really, I really enjoy working here. Um, it's great, and you know, I, I've got massive passion and dedication for this organisation, and I want it to continue succeeding as it has been in the last few years. So you've got your own private zoo out, just outside your office. Yeah, something like that. I can hear them. <laughs> Not today, but normally, it, when the sun shines, um, I can hear um, our, our group of gibbons. Um, sometimes I can actually hear uh, our male lion who's at the other side of the zoo. Um, but yeah, to be able to get out and about around the zoo on a, yeah. on a day when, you, when you've had a, a tough few meetings is, is really good, really uh, relaxing and uh, therapeutic. Jamie, here's an interesting question. How are the animals coping without the public? Because they are aware of the public, aren't they? And some of them, especially the monkeys, play to the public. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the majority of animals here at Chester Zoo were actually born here at Chester or other zoos in and around uh, the UK and Europe. So they, they, they're used to seeing the public. Um, many animals here are quite social. So they, you know, our, our group of chimpanzees, as you just mentioned, they enjoy meeting the public and um, socialising with, with the public. Um, what I have noticed recently is walking around the zoo when we've been closed, the amount of animals that come to the edge of the habitats uh, to look at you because they're not, they're not used to seeing humans at the moment. And we have had some animals, so we've had a, a, a baby male giraffe just last week who hasn't seen uh, a visitor yet because we've been closed um, uh, since they were born. So yeah, it's going to be a bit different for them when we reopen, um, but I'm sure they'll get used to it and I'm sure our visitors will get used to them. 
Jamie, it's one of the greatest zoos in the world, but there is a really serious message and a really serious thing that you do there about keeping animals alive, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our mission is preventing extinction, um, and that's what we're here to do. And we have proven that we have been doing that in a number of species over the last the last few years. We're just in the process of next week launching our conservation master plan, which is um, a ten-year plan um, with impact linked to it. So we are going to uh, be targeting a number of particular areas uh, in the field projects that we work in, both here in the UK and around the world. Over the next uh, over the next decade, in um, saving those species, in, in preventing extinction, in pre preserving another, you know, 150 species by reversing the decline of threatened populations in the world, by empowering millions of people to live more sustainably, and training people. Um, so you know, there's a, there's a big piece of work that we do. We're a conservation education charity. We're actually here to educate the public in. The importance of conservation and actually what's going on in the real world what's going on um outside uh, the towns and cities that they live in both here in the uk and in particular countries around the world where there are issues around biodiversity at the present time putting your business head on you must have been tearing out your hair over the pandemic it's been a long long closure and animals need feeding staff need keeping and you've got a whole business to keep alive yeah, we can't just furlough the zoo, you know, um, even though the gates are close to the public, life goes on here. It costs us £1.6 million every month to manage the zoo, um, even when we're closed. And that's looking after the, uh, the thousands of animals that are here at the zoo and making sure that we can pay the keepers and conservationists and staff associated with their, um, their upkeep and their management. Uh, on you know on, on a monthly basis it has been really really tough especially last year when we were told at the end of May that will we be closed indefinitely uh, and we make the majority of our money when we are open to the public 97% of our income comes from those people coming through the gates every day and buying food and beverage and uh, going into our shops uh, and without that then we just don't have much income at all uh, we don't get any government support um, we rely on both those people coming through the gates and our 130 odd thousand members and we're really lucky that over the pandemic our membership hasn't really faltered. Our members have stayed dedicated and loyal to us and have continued paying their membership to the zoo even though they couldn't actually come and visit us. That's absolutely fantastic news. Anybody just joined us, I'm talking to the CEO of Chester Zoo about the situation. Now you say you've got no money from the government. Why? Well, last Last year, the government set up a £100 million uh, zoo animal fund to help zoos uh, stay uh, operational, to maintain the levels of animal husbandry and welfare that zoos like Chester are renowned for. Unfortunately, the, the criteria for that fund is so stringent. You have to have 12 weeks or less funds in your bank to be able to apply for that particular fund. And there's absolutely no way that any zoo uh, especially a charity zoo like Chester could ever get itself into a situation when we had 12 weeks money left. You know, with 30,000 animals, with 500 staff I've got here at Chester at the moment, I would be in a dereliction of my duty if I got us to a stage where there's only 12 weeks left. So that's never going to happen. Um, we would always end up moving animals to other zoos if it came to that. 
uh, came to that situation. Yeah. And so we haven't been able to touch that money at all. In fact, you know, just last week, I, I understand that 93 million of that 100 million pound fund was still sitting with Her Majesty's Treasury. Um, you know, a year or so, nearly a year after that fund was, fund was launched. You know, the, the zoos that really need it haven't been able to get hold of it and we haven't seen any of that money. The, the government keep extending the, the deadline for it, which is great, but until they change the criteria, um, then we're not going to be able to get hold of it. The other element is that the, um, the, the fund is only really actually for animals within Chester Zoo or any other zoo in, the, in England. We manage lots of conservation projects around the world, um, in particular areas of the world, such as Indonesia and Madagascar in the Mascarines in uh, South America, where those projects and those animals in those particular areas are reliant on funding from Chester Zoo to prevent extinction. And we haven't been able to fund those projects. And this fund from the government doesn't allow us to do that either. So not only can we not touch it for our own animals here in Chester, but we can't touch it for those species we're trying to look after in our projects around the world. See, it makes so much sense. It's pity the government weren't listening to this interview. In fact, I'll probably send it to them afterwards because it just makes so much sense. Now, a lot of people don't realise they can get married at Chester Zoo. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We have a um, marriage licence here. We, um, we, well, before COVID, we were having 60, 70 uh, wedding ceremonies at Chester every year. Um, we have a beautiful house in the middle of the zoo, Oakfield House, which was the house that our founder in in 1931 bought George Mottishead and he bought the house and nine acres of land uh, and that house still sits in the middle of the zoo it's a grade two listed building we refurbished it a few years ago um, it's got a beautiful garden room on the side and people can get, get, get married there or in other areas around the zoo and they can spend all day in the zoo and they can you know go on into the evening as well so uh, it's a really popular place and uh, we're hoping when we can reopen people will come back. We, we've got pent-up demand for weddings. Uh, I think we've got nearly 250 couples who expressed interest in coming to get married here over the next uh, 12 to wow. 24 months. So um, hopefully we'll be able to see the first marriage here post-COVID, post-lockdown in the next uh, next few months. Now, I believe there's something very exciting in the, um, uh, the, 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 the future coming with a hotel in its own sort of... It's an experience, isn't it? Yeah, um, we are planning, we've got planning permission actually to build a, uh, a boutique style hotel, basically 42 separate units, uh, combination of five star fully insulated tents with, uh, uh, and when I say tents, I'm talking like two bedroom tents here with a lounge as well and uh, running water and a plunge pool. Um, and a number of cabins around a, uh, a lake. Um, the tents would be overlooking a animal habitat, so probably our group of giraffes. Um, uh, you'd come into the zoo and be taken away on an electric vehicle to the site, um, stay in the hotel, and then have the benefit of being able to come in and out the zoo as you, as you please, and also to be able to enjoy the zoo before the zoo opens in the morning and have some nocturnal tours of the zoo at night with our fantastic range of uh, team of rangers. Um, it's going to be something that's pretty unique. I don't think anywhere else, definitely in Britain or in, in Europe, has got anything like this. Uh, and uh, we'll sprinkle a little bit of Chester Zoo magic on it to make it extra special. Um, so we're... 
We're planning on starting that in the next few years. We, you know, it's been delayed because of um, what's been going on over the last 12 months with COVID. Um, but we're determined to carry on with our strategic development plan. And it's part of a, a scheme that we are building or will be building called Grasslands, uh, which is based around a large mixed species African savanna. Um, and uh, the hotel will link onto the, on, onto the back of that. So um, we know that there's demand for that sort of uh, product out there, that sort of hotel. Um, it'll be very different to any other hotel in Chester, so it won't be competing with other, uh, other fantastic Chester hotels. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to the, the, the first night I can go and sleep there. Jimmy, that's, that's amazing. That's like having your own safari in England and you don't have to go all the way to Africa. What a great idea. Yeah, it is. It's, it's great. It's, it's been a number of years been working with uh, a company actually in South Africa who operates uh, hotels and safari lodges out there. They, they've uh, expressed interest to, to, to work with us and we've been using their expertise and knowledge and uh, their background to be able to uh, move this project forward. So hopefully in the next few years we're able to see the hotel come out the ground and uh, people can start staying here as well as visiting the zoo. It's such a big site, you know, it takes... Anyone, if they want to walk around 128 acres and 13 kilometres of footpath, it takes well over a day to be able to do it. So hopefully people can come and then visit us uh, over two days or go and see and visit the other um, attractions around uh, Chester in the northwest of England. So um, I'm sure it'll be a massive success. Jamie, to finish off, what's going to happen uh, with the pandemic? When are you opening? What's the plans? The plan at the moment is that we open on the 12th of April. We get a confirmation from government on the 5th of April. That's step one of their, um, uh, um, you know, their, their re reopening plans for the country are, are working. Um, we'll only be able to open our outdoor habitats within the first month. Um, and hopefully middle of May, uh, we'll be able to, the uh, 17th of May, if uh, you know, vaccinations continue as they're doing, as the, as the government uh, sees numbers coming down, we're able to open the internal parts of the zoo, so the animal houses in our restaurants. And hopefully by the 21st of June, um, which is the last step in the government's programme, we may be in a situation where we can revert to normal, that we can allow uh, uh, people to come back to the zoo in their droves. You know, before that, and whilst the period we were open last year, we restricted the number of people coming into the zoo to make sure that we were COVID secure, to make sure it was a safe environment. We will continue to make sure people are safe here at Chester. You know, we have a, a dedicated team of people. We're a controlled environment um, and we can't wait to see our visitors and our members come back into to this site. We've done some work whilst we've been closed to make it even better than it was before. Uh, you know, our group of um, thousands of animals are, are, are waiting here. and We want to be able to deliver our conservation message back to those people and get back to where we were and recover as quickly as we possibly can. Jamie Christman, uh, CEO of Chester Zoo, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed my podcast with the CEO of Chester Zoo, why not subscribe? Join me every week. It costs nothing. Liverpool Live.